Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooty and this is how preachers act. This is how preachers act. On a Sunday afternoon. As soon as we Sunday walk evening. out the pulpit. As soon as we walk out the pulpit. What's happening, y'all? It's another Sunday night service, Pastor Jeff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We take our collar off take and it is over. We, we, wear, we wear cut off shorts underneath <laughs> our robes. Uh, y'all don't even break know. Breakaway chaps. Yeah. <laughs> Not breakaway chaps. Oh my God. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff wear them chaps with no butt cheeks on. <laughs> Todd take his toupee off. Not my toupee. <laughs> leave, my, leave my Jerry Curl alone, brothers. Yes, sir. Man, it's it's been a day, man. I took all my naps today, so I'm live. I'm 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 I'm, live, I'm feeling man. a little feeling a little goofish. You feel a little goofy. I'm feeling tonight. a little goofish. Oh man. Well Jeff hey. spent all week in the uh Elder Carter's on here. Hey Jeff, when when that torture all week long? Hey, no, I absolutely loved it. Oh man. I'm grateful. Hey, hey, Mike, remember remember when Todd had that Derek Derek Haddon haircut? Derek Haddon. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have went live this quick. We should have. We should have. We should have went on late. Went on late. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to testimony service. Sunday night service. Hello. Good morning. Hey, good hey, everybody. How y'all doing? How y'all? We welcome doing? you once. We welcome you twice. We welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. We gonna need a new one next. We week. need a new we one. Don't do those welcome. All right. Y'all submit y'all church welcome speeches. Submit your church welcome speeches. Rashad, what's happening? Miss Melanie, what's going on? Thank you so much. She helped care for the babies while I was in Atlanta. Awesome, awesome. I'm awesome. saying, appreciate that. Brought the kids some gifts home from Magic City. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google that. Ooh, don't, don't Google any of that. Uh, man, what's happening in the world today? Man, everything is, you know, I, I've been away. Um, I've, been, been away. I've been in training all week. Uh, great training, but I did miss a lot. I did get to watch some of the... Um, Highlights, though, I guess you call them highlights or CNN in the morning, not CNN, which whatever it's on. But um, yeah, it was CNN. And uh, what's the other people? C-SPAN. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got the to watch the most bit. boring station in the, <laughs> in the history of, of, of TV stations. Yeah, at least I wasn't watching Fox. So. Man, <laughs> so, so what's going on, man? Tatanji. OK. Jackson Brown. Did I say it right? It, Brown Jackson. Brown Jackson, yeah. Jackson yeah, Brown yeah. is the band, right? I don't That's know. That's the band. Okay. Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation hearing. She is thorough. First of all, can we just give it up for the beautiful, brilliant black sister, Katanji Brown Jackson? Religiously correct is in your corner. Honestly, we're the only vote you need. That's it. Fuck them, Senator. Us man. And you all need, our viewers. You don't need Lindsey Graham. We'll get you. We you will get, get you. Pastor over. Todd, Pastor Jeff. But man, listen, the way. When they asked her the way she looked, Brother. as if that question was, you know, she gave us some black woman. Looks. Yes, I, I wish we had a collage. We, that should the, be some memes of the black. I mean, she gave us all the look. Yes, she said, "Is, is, is this nigga talking to me?" <laughs> she had that look, you know. She gave she gave one of those. I am not your one of your little friends. <laughs> I'm not one of your little friends. Go play with your mama. Go play I'm with your the mama because I ain't the one. That, yeah, the she one. gave one of them I'm looks. The Go one. play with your mama because I ain't the one. I mean, she put on. And listen, I feel like these have become circuses. 
Absolutely a circus. But they the reach two that they're saying. They're reaching. But but they're saying, well, you did it to our people. That's what they're saying. Well, you did it to ours, so we got to do it to yours. So first of all, they literally nominate like this 12-year-old girl that had never been <laughs> never been in a real courtroom before, like three hours before Trump right, got right, voted right, out. Right. Then they, you know, they they voted in McRapey, you know. Mr. I love beer. He, half his testimony was about what kind of beers he drinks. <laughs> and then they compare that to her, regardless of political persuasion. She's a brilliant jurist and judge. And who literally knows more than all of them put together. Well, I said it on my Facebook. It felt really pastoral search committee-ish. It, it wow. felt like a pastoral Because with wow. no disrespect to anybody, love my church. I got church members watching. Honestly, the people who are picking you and questioning you have never done what you do. You are absolutely never right about that. Never done what you do. You are absolutely right about when it. When she was like asking, like, tried and, you know, tried this and sentences, I, I would look at Lindsey Graham and say, what have you tried? What, 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 who have you sentenced? Search committee. Search committee is pastoral search, search committee. search committee. Wow. Well, wow, that 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 needs to go in a dictionary. No, doc. just just hey, this is real pastoral search committee. <laughs> like, do you have any expertise? Have you been through this fire? Have you sat in this seat? And I, I don't mean that disrespectfully towards the people who my own church, not, but even they would say, "Hey, this is not our role. This is your role." But but they're the ones asking the questions and making the decisions. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. So I mean, questions about CRT. Here was a crazy thing. What Lindsey Graham brought up CRT and books that they were reading at a private school only for it to be revealed. No, it was Ted Cruz. Okay. Ted Cruz brought up, you know, CRT and all this other stuff only to be revealed that his kids go to private school where they teach the same stuff in Texas. See, I, I hate that I missed somebody. I got, I got to go back and watch. Some that's of this. the definition of a hypocrite. I got to go back and watch. That's just, that's crazy. That's absolutely. But you ludicrous. know, playing on the pedophile stuff where they said she didn't sentence harsh enough. Uh, and turned out that she sentenced right in line with all the other judges in her area, questioning her about her judicial philosophy, which I don't know if you're familiar with that whole thing, but like, how do you read the Constitution mm -hmm. and all that? And they want her to be an originalist like Antonin Scalia was. Basically, he's like, whatever the people originally wrote is right. what it means. I'm like, those people are slave owners, <laughs> which they're probably fine with. Oh, they, they are definitely they're, fine they're with heroes. it. That's making America great again. But, what's up? But yo, 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 the craziest question was, what is a woman? What is a woman? Well, didn't we talk about that what? on the video? What is a woman? Because they want her to define. Because it's just the to, whole non-binary thing. Yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to pick to get... up the transgender stuff. And honestly, even though you know, I have different perspectives than she might have, but from a legal civil standpoint, I mean, I stand with Katanji. And, and by the way, I'm going to demand you learn her name right. Please. Katanji, just like we wanted to say Kamala, correct? Not Kamala, like the WWE wrestler. <laughs> Papa, Papa Shango. Listen, you can hey, demand, knew, you knew, can demand all you want. People gonna say that name wrong to the end of time. Hey, I knew a church mother looked just like Papa Shango. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Shaba! Papa Shango. Shaba. You talking about Shaba Ranks? <laughs> I knew a church mother looked like Shaba Ranks too. While we talking, but no, nah, man. I mean, I hate to see it, but she stood her ground. She did. She held her own. My question is, will there be a Democrat? 
that flips. Manchin has already said he's going to vote for her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you just can't tell with these people anymore. Nah, it's, it's, it's up in the air. It's up in the air with our Democratic Party right now. And I think we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they don't have that same punch you in the face mentality that Republicans do. So I got some punch you in the face mentality before we go. Did anybody go else? Did anybody else out there in religiously incorrect world kind of wish Clarence Thomas didn't make it out the hospital? <laughs> Or am I? Am I boo, boo, is, there boo. Anybody, is there anybody out there that was kind of kind of hoping? I mean, I just, mean, just a little bit. Just you know. I mean, I was getting my remarks ready. <laughs> my words of comfort. Here you know lies. I mean? My words of comfort. R.I.P. Charlene said yes. <laughs> you knew Charlene was gonna say yes. <laughs> Tell the truth to shame the devil. Uh, I was praying in precatory psalms. Lord, slay my enemies. I mean, this cat and his, his wife. His wife wilding out, ain't she? Bro, she is MAGA. She is well, we already knew out. she was MAGA, but she's practically. <laughs> Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, she helped send arguments for overturning the, the election to Mark Meadows. And there were some text messages and statements that she's involved in that he voted not to release. Wow. Wow. He voted not to release. I mean, this is a mess, man. I mean, the brother should be impeached. And, and by the way, let's just be clear, man, before anybody says it, if you're a Republican or a conservative or Democrat or whatever, he is not one of us. At all. Let's just make it clear. At all. He's not one of us. I think we traded him back in Dave Chappelle's race draft uh, like we, 15 years ago. We and traded, we gave him up for 15, ra- right. 15 we gave rounds. Up, we gave him up for Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> we, traded, we traded Clarence Thomas. For, for Coach Phil Jackson, <laughs> you're out of here. Well, y'all, that's enough of this. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for meme of the week. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to religiously incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. When your parents not to have sex before marriage, but you're standing in their wedding. <laughs> 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 ah! Brother, you are a miracle from God. Uh, you were the second immaculate conception. Yes, 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 yes. You well, just yes, showed it. up. I mean, well, how did they answer to that? Be holy as we were not holy. <laughs> do as I do, not as I not say. As I do say. as I say, not as I do. That's hilarious. Wow. We smash, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you better not do it. And he probably told him, some man, man, it was the bomb, but you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, man. You know what I used to do to your mama, right? Right, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. Y'all the only one tonight. Jeff, I don't even know if you're saved anymore. Wait, me? He been he been going the whole time. I said one thing. You got stuff you gonna say to Grayson. 
This is the kind of stuff Jeff will get always seen out of State of Grayson. Uh, one day we're gonna have a show on the we're gonna have a show about the walk-ins. About you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff church folk tell, especially younger people, not to do, and they only say it because they've already done it and they're past it. I say it all the time. Half of y'all did not get saved, you know, because you were convicted. You just got too old to keep up. Absolutely. absolutely. You got too old. They put you out the club, so you came to church. Wayne, y'all, y'all want to let kids go trick-or-treating, and all y'all was trick-or-treating until 11 o'clock at night. Worshiping the devil, doing blood sacrifices. Y'all want y'all kids to Watching go to the, the clubs. Right. Y'all wore them fish, fish uh, shoes. Them old players, <laughs> they put you out with your creased jeans. They wouldn't let you in the club. They had a sign that said, no snapbacks. <laughs> no crease jeans. You're like, oh, might as well be a deacon. Might All well. y'all pictures is like this. Might as well, might as well be. Might, might as well join the deacon boys. Y'all, y'all, all y'all got pictures at Larry's in the wicker chair. The wicker chair. In the, wicker, wicker, in the chair. wicker chair. Y'all know that. Y'all know that saying. Last call for alcohol. Last real call well for alcohol, brothers and sisters. We want to thank our sponsors for supporting Religiously Incorrect, Phillips Care Family of Businesses, Phillips Care Cleaning Service. I can vouch for them. They do far more than clean. They do cleaning, carpet cleaning, uh, maintenance work, home improvement. I mean, they'll do a little bit of everything. Wood cleaning, deep cleaning. Call my man, Fernando, at 330-219-7916. Don't waste your time. Let them do it. They serve the Tri-County and beyond. And while you're at it, the snow won't last always. What does Vashon say? It won't always be like this. You're going to have to get your lawn care done. So check out Phillips Care Lawn Services. They've been in business for over a decade. Call or visit on Facebook at Phillips Care LLC. Lawn care starting at $30. Listen, we get all the freebies. You get no discounts. So don't ask for none. Only the preachers get them. That's it. That's we it. deserve them because we are the men of God. Absent the men of God. With the D. And if, it, if it doesn't have a D on the end, the it's, it's not real. That, that's what makes you God. holy. Cool. You're not holy until you add whole vowels to words that don't exist. E-D-D-I-E, that spells E. <laughs> so check out our sponsor. Tell them religiously incorrect sent you. And Jeff, I'm excited about tonight's guest. We are excited about tonight's guest. I'm going to let Pastor Todd introduce the guest. But we do. We are going to give away two yeah, t-shirts, t-shirts tonight. Two religiously. These are these going to be. I thought they were halter tops for men. <laughs> the, these are going to be. Uh, hot sellers, bro. Hot sellers. I mean, you might, you might, you might want to keep this in your this, closet because this might, this, is, you know, this uh, might be some Valencia. more some money. This is, uh, this is after a while. These are Gucci t-shirts. How are we gonna get these away, man? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some trivia later, or, or see who comments the most. Maybe like who comment? I don't know who comments the most. I mean, what, what do we want to do? I want to know somebody. <laughs> what are y'all drinking? <laughs> we had communion today, <laughs> Sister Allen. <laughs> I want to know somebody who can name. All mine and Todd's kids. Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Are these legitimate kids? (laughs) Don't name all of them. We're not trying to have these problems. Don't name all of them. I think Shamika's watching. Don't name them all. All right. We're going to give away some T-shirts. Sister Allen, it's been a long day and a long month. So love you, Miss Charlene. Our guest today is one of one of I mean the most solid dudes I know. Uh, he's served in churches. He's an, a musician par excellence. This guy's done gospel, 
quartet, uh, R&B, jazz, rock. He does a little bit of everything. One of the funniest cats I know. The realest brothers I know. We love him. Yes, it's Pepsi in this can. <laughs> yes, it's Pepsi in this can. I love this brother. Uh, every time he gets on an instrument, he shows out. He's like Warren's own prince. Can't play like 13 instruments. I think he plays the ukulele, okay, the uh, the okay. mandolin. So he's he's Warren's own? The, the pan flute. He's Warren's Yeah, own. yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to the stage, Mr. Jody Daniels, Real Fat JDZ. Good, fellas. Yes, sir. How you feeling? Hey, first of all, I want to start by saying, you know, y'all had me backstage on this dying because <laughs> the stuff y'all was talking about, I'm like, man, I've lived that all my life in church. And um, just to help you out with your trivia, you should have said, hey, we want somebody who can like, you know, give us a full accurate Bible verse that doesn't say Jesus wet to win a t-shirt. Right, but, right, right. but, but at any rate, y'all had me feeling a little like, you know, like I was inadequate. So, you know, I had to come and... Oh, and there, it is. <laughs> there it is. Welcome to, welcome to the Apple call. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Ooh, Apple call. I had to match up with y'all. So there you go. I love it. Man, first of all, congratulations on your new album drop. Look at that shirt, y'all. Jody Daniels has dropped an album called Wait Who? Yes, sir. On all streaming platforms except for Spotify, because Spotify is garbage. I'm just saying it for you, even though I use it sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. You can check out on Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, YouTube Music. He's got physical media dropping. You can check him out wherever you listen to music. I'm telling you, I've been listening to it. It's on my summer playlist. The 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 uh, the windows will be down. The speakers will be bumping. JDZ, congratulations on your album, man. Tell us about that process and what brought that about. Um, actually, I did uh, a solo CD uh, probably about five years ago, something like that. And the reason why I did that first one is because some of my friends were like, hey, man, you play a little bit of everything. You should do a record. And you know how it is with creative stuff. You have the ones that your heart is really in. And then you have the ones that you do just because everybody suggests you should do it. And um, so the first one, I did it. It was pretty good. Um, by my standards, it was pretty good. A lot of people are like, yo, it was great. Um, but my heart wasn't in like, I want to do something and stand out and be a soloist. Like when you produce, you're, I mean, I guess if your heart is in production, you're kind of happy just being in the background and uh, taking the back seat. So the pandemic, which changed a lot of stuff for a lot of people, um, you know, cats weren't able to go out and play live. And, and I literally had just landed some movie stuff and came from uh, Capitol Records and stuff. So the pandemic hits and everything just kind of flatlined. And uh, while I was, you know, in that realm, it was like, OK, I started feeling things on the smooth jazz uh side and um i'm like yo i could do this because i'm not really a jazz musician per se i love it but i wouldn't call myself one of those lifers that came up playing you know uh george duke and all of that stuff i just listened loved it and moved on and played other stuff um but over the last year or so i uh, came up with compositions and the more i composed the more i was like hey this is pretty good and boom you get way who wow 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 that's hot 
Well, it's, it's cool, man. Brother, you, you, you have played for both ends of the spectrum. You know, okay. you played for church and you've played secularly. Is there a huge difference and is there a side that you sort of lean to? You know, is there a side you sort of lean to? Absolutely. And, um, I, I I know there's a whole you know what? I'm gonna say this, but I expect like there's gonna be like uh, a mother's board and some deacons and stuff to be like picketing outside of my house. And that's fine. They can pick it away because they'll just be standing out there in the cold. I I prefer the secular side for a myriad of reasons. One being that um there's less they pay you less pay you. on the secular side. Okay. Um, on the Say it again, man. Say it again for the people in the back. You you get to just create, and it is whatever it is, and there's always an audience out there. The problem with the church, <clears throat> and I hope your listeners don't get real mad at me, is I played at a few churches long term. Like I was one of those dedicated dudes. I didn't like hop through churches, but I played churches where you had Negroes that could not sing, but they loved to try and tell me how to do my job, and I'm like. But I'm teaching you the parts. You don't even know what your part is, but you want to tell me how to do my job. So it got to a point for me with one church in 14 years where there was an anxiety about walking in there. It was a heaviness before I had to do it. The day before, I'm feeling like bad, just physically bad. Like, I got to do this again. And I, I honestly felt there was a lot of people that no matter how talented you are in a church, all they cared about was that you were talented. They didn't care about you, the person, or right. even the depth of your gift or what you go through to be that good. My man mentioned Zoe. I, I remember when Zoe wasn't even playing bass. Like Zoe used to sit on front benches watching me play bass. He was a drummer. And he started playing bass, and he grew into this monster. And we used to, between him, my boy Black Rose, Mike Pearson, a whole bunch of us, we played in churches all our lives, every weekend, and nobody appreciated what we were growing into, as long as we were just there to play. So, you know, secular-wise, you go out there, they appreciate it more, less uh, drama and less pressure, and they pay you more. I mean, I'm not going to lie and make it like, you know, there isn't a discrepancy monetarily. There is. Right. I, I, absolutely, man. And I mean, I think one thing I I hate is that we have to deal with and we try to be upfront real pastors, certainly not perfect. Right. But absolutely. we have to deal with the fact that people hide behind spirituality as a cover for their ignorance and bad behavior, you know, and then when they're out of pocket, you know, there's the pride, not wanting to apologize, just own up to it and show some love and grace and say, yo, I was wrong about that. That I was out of, you know, we always got a scripture for everything. You know, we we want to try to justify by positions and titles. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm still just a man, just a brother, just like anybody else. And it doesn't matter what name is on my door or, you know, if I'm wrong about something, I don't want to get beat down like the next man. But it, I think I'm a bigger man if I just admit it. And honestly, musicians probably get the bulk of that more than anybody else in the church next to the pastor, if the pastor actually gets that, because some of them are just dudes that people don't want to deal with anyway. But because the musicians have the talent and there's such a dependency, I'm baffled as to how people can be so abusive and condescending to individuals who, quite frankly, 
80 to 90% of the church musicians who are capable don't have to be giving themselves to the church the way they do. And we think that because sometimes it's a laid back, they ain't holy, holy rolling on the floor all the time, that they're not playing out of their passion when the, the very fact that you're taking whatever that church is willing to give you or able to give you is a sign that you're doing it out of passion all by itself. That's good. That's like the good. fact that, hey, they can only give me 100 to do this service and I'm still giving my all. I'm not playing according to what they're paying. I'm playing according to what I got to offer because I'm giving my best. And they still, you know, don't appreciate it. I can't put, no disrespect, the usher in the same lane. I can't put the parking lot attendant or even the Sunday school teacher in the same lane because it takes something extra. I think for a musician to, to give that. And then we play that game where there are musicians and then there are minstrels. I'm like, nigga, y'all all playing keyboards. I mean, what, what, you know, there are musicians and then there are songs of the Lord. Psalmist. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me give you an alternate view. So you got people who are saying, okay, you know, they aren't playing completely to their level of passion. I, I've heard that stuff about me and other guys. Um, but isn't it funny that we could come in every week and play pretty much the same thing and get the same shout reaction out of you? Ooh. Wave my hand reaction out of you. As long as we're playing what you're used to, we get that same reaction. So is your passion there, or are you just doing what you programmed to do because you hear us do what we always do? It's that dog whistle, Doc. It's that dog whistle. You know, I, I would go to churches that claim to be Holy Ghost. And I'm, I'm not saying you don't have the Holy Ghost, but if I know y'all going to shout at 1023, mm-hmm. and I know exactly who's going to catch it first. They're going to do it for 35 minutes, too. Yep. You know exactly what time. So, I mean, that has to be stressful, but have you gotten to a place that maybe you're there now? Have you gotten to a place where you're like, you know what? I don't really need to do church music or play for a church to to love God or have a relationship with God. Have you ever been at that place? And are you do you think you'll ever get out of that place? I mean, just want to hear your take on that. Um, my experience with the last church I played for put me there. Like mm. uh, someone asked me the other day, well, when's the last time you played for church? I said September of 2019. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, uh, and you're okay with that? I said, I'm absolutely fine with it. If I never play for a church ever again, if I never record another gospel song commercially for someone, produce one, I'm okay with that. Because I spent decades with that being such a horrible experience that I'm okay never doing it. Wow. wow. So you have a lot of pastors now who are literally... They're not even looking for, I don't even think they're looking for saved anymore. You have okay. pastors who are looking for capable, capable. And they're, they're, they're literally, they're hiring musicians. They're hiring songsters, songstress, song of the Lord, whatever you want to call it. The Lord's psalmist. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, David's, do you feel that's, that that's something that we should be doing? It's something that should be done. I mean, can't, or, you know, then you, you have the other side of the story where they say, I want sons and not servants. I, I don't want hirelings. But I mean, what for one, you're hiring somebody one way or another. Right. So, you know what I mean? So what was what's, what's your take on that, man? The history of the black church. I can't speak on white churches, any other you know setup. 
the history that and culture that we've created with the black church has put it to where a lot of churches don't have any choice but to hire who's capable. Wow. Um, because for the longest you had guys, I know some dudes in this area, man, who uh, are the dopest dudes, the most dangerous dudes that you could take in, into other states, other countries, and they will hold their own who are making less than $300 a month playing for church. The dopest dude. And so when you do that for so long and you kind of like create that situation where it's like, okay, yeah, I want you here. I want you to do all these things. I want you to be at Bible study and Sunday school. And then I want you to rehearse twice a week or all these choirs and do all this, teach this, that, and kind of make the church your life. Man, I don't really want to pay you a lot. And then I also want to be able to dog you whenever I feel like it. Um, you kind of run out of yeah. out. So now you're dealing with, like now, and, and I know Pastor Todd, you know what? We ain't correct today. I know Todd went through this at various points with certain musicians, like where he would lose one, and it was a search to find another one. Right. Because most of the best dudes are either not going to mess with the church or they're already locked into something that's you know lucrative for them or what have you, and it's hard to find them. Because most people have been like, they've dealt with a lot of craziness and don't want to play in church anymore. So you have a situation where a lot of pastors are forced to just get the best that they possibly can get. Then you have some clowns who have some of the best. Yeah. And still don't understand that most of the reason why the little bit of congregation they do have come because those dudes that they act a fool on are the reason why people show up. Right. Right. Ain't them preaching because all they ever preach is how everybody is the most right and Christian ever and they're going to hell. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I heard a preacher say the other week in Atlanta, the other night in Atlanta, that church, black church is a musical and artistic endeavor. And without the music and the arts, without the musicianship, you're done. That's, that, that's not a knock because we do have fire preaching in some cases when you when you do have somebody who is concerned about teaching the word in a balanced way. But without that, which honestly, you can say that about black culture. We're a musical, artistic culture. And so yeah. the black church is an extension of that. And I think that there is a reckoning that has already occurred. The scramble that churches have created for themselves. We're upset. Many of us. Us and I say us can be upset because we feel like okay, the bigger churches some have gotten it right, some look like they got it right and they don't. They just pay enough that sometimes cats can't walk away or or they can keep people coming in. But there's a reckoning where musicians have, like Jody and others, he's not the only one, he might be the most outspoken one, but there might be others who feel the exact same way, but have spoken with their feet, they've right, spoken with right. their hearts, <laughs> they've spoken yeah, with their yeah, passion. Yeah. So they might not have put a post up and said, y'all are garbage, you know, because they don't want to do that. But at the same time, the mistreatment and the lack of appreciation. So technically, somebody could say, Pastor Todd, you got a bunch of hirelings right now in my church. None of my musicians are technically members of Second Baptist. They're not technically on the roll members. But because I come from being a musician. I've been a musician and I was blessed that my father and the ministry when I was a young man treated us right and well. They took care of us. They taught me the right way to do things to the point to where I was 
I was aghast at what I was hearing from my friends who played at other churches. I'm like, yo, you need a keyboard and they won't buy you one? Your organ need fixed and they won't do that? You know, so I treat even the guys that are not technically members of our church. And I can honestly say the church does too, like family. Absolutely. Like we care about you. We care about, we got one brother who's sick. Uh, excuse me, he has family members who are sick. And we know he has to slip out. He comes to play for us so he can go home and take care of his family member. We, matter of fact, two of them have sick family members that, that are going through. And we try to show that love. You know, if, if you're late, it's not, man, we docking you. Because, because you were like, we don't know what you went through this morning. That everybody else sliding in when they get good and ready, including half the folk on the staff. Right. Like, right. like what am I, <laughs> you know, including half the folk that got degrees. They, they show up when they get good and ready. You're right. So right, right. I feel like I feel like, first of all, I was raised in music. So I know what it's like to see unappreciation. But I also know what it's like to be appreciated. And when guys walk in the door, even if I can't compete with that church that could pay a thousand dollars, you know, 50 minutes away, I can say you need strings. We got you. You need sticks. We got you. I'll make sure you never play on garbage. I'm not going to keep you here all day long. You're getting a check. A week long revival, make you come with me, drag you behind me, and throw you a chicken wing come on, and sir. say, come on, come that, on, that's, come on. and you're doing it for the Lord. I didn't preach for the Lord. I walked home with an offering. Like, why, <laughs> why would I expect the, musicians. The, the musicians to do any different? And I feel like the ones who won't reckon with that, they're going to die out in the cold. And I want every musician, honestly, to be free from that. Because I think there's enough good guys that have given the chance would take guys on the right way and young ladies the right way. And I think the church has to reckon with itself and that idea. We have to think more about people as humans before we think about their gift. You are more than what you do for me. Making me sound good. Making church rock. We have to say that, not just over the pulpit, but the way we treat people. How's your family, man? How you doing? You feeling all right? You good? Is everything cool? We got to bring that in to the, to, to the, and it's sad. It's 2022 and cats still don't understand that. I mean, it's that, it's that, you know, I, when I was with you, you know what I mean? And you taught me so much of just taking your ministerials out to eat, taking your ministers out to uh, grab wings and, 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 and asking the musicians to come with you. That's just something that's just a whole nother level of, of, you know, that whole family thing. Here's the question I want to ask you. Do you, do you want to respond to what he said real quick before I ask your question? Hey, sure, I will. Um, <laughs> it's, see, Pastor Todd saw where I put up, you know, I was advertising this show tonight, and I put a little comment in there and said, what's the over-under on me saying something offensive on the show tonight? <laughs> I got money on it, Doc. Come on. <laughs> I was in that situation. I was in that situation where no matter how sick I was, I, I mean, I was dedicated. I would always get questioned. Uh, well, I thought you was doing this for the Lord. By a Negro who has a complete salary, uh, gas allowance, live in the church's house and stuff. And I'm like, how, how dare you ask me that when everything you even are is provided by them? But then, you know, out of that bitterness, because I've, I've known, you know, Todd for quite a, a minute. After that happened, this brother has done more about caring about me. I'm not even playing at his church. I'm not a member of the church, but when something happens, he always on it and reaches out. And um, he's done more than 
any of the pastors uh, the previous churches I played for have done in just the last two years. So when you say I'm about taking care of my fellas, listen, the money is nice, but it means more that you are who you are to them. And they recognize that. And that's why they're loyal to you, because you're just a good person. And it's cool. Like, here's the one thing no one ever says about playing in church. Most of us who have played in church don't have a safe place. We don't have it with the um, one we're with. We don't have it with our family. We don't have it with maybe our home church because we're over here playing for so-and-so and not at the home church. So for you to offer your musicians a safe place means more than any money you're paying me. Wow. Wow. That's revelation, man. Yeah, that is. And, and, is. and, and, and that's that, coming from the heart. That, that's that's straight. I mean, a safe place. And we, we definitely need to check with that, man. That, that's major. That's Absolutely. Major. I just wanted to bring it up because I, I, I know it's out there. Is there, I don't even know how, how I want to say that, a unwritten unionized clause <laughs> that has come with musicians now? Because, I mean, the scale has went up. Yeah, I mean, I know everything. I know everything is inflation, doc. It's inflation, doc. That <laughs> but the scale, more. the scale that went up, I, re I remember, and I mean, I can't say, Micah started out playing for me. Michael. Micah started out. Hall, yeah, he started out playing for me a long, long time ago, and and I can't afford Micah no more. <laughs> Micah will come for me because he not, he, he started you. out with me when he yeah, loved me. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, I would give Micah, you know, what the church gave me. I go to the ATM and give him a little something else. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, man, you you cold, you know? They, you know, he came with me to play for you, and now yeah. he's where he is. Yeah, he's doing you know, wonderful. Now, now he's doing great things, but. You know the scale was the scale was up here. Now most most people most musicians want more than what the pastor makes. Do they really? Do you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I really don't. What, what, what's, what's, what's the what's the made what's the what's the? Let, well, it, 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 it depends on the musician. It depends on the musician in the church and the and the, and the instrument. Yeah. Oh, I'm, we're talking about keyboard players now. Okay, we're talking about organists. Talking about organists. Before I address that, next time you see Micah. Please ask him about back when he was a little boy singing with his daddy's gospel group. Because see, I grew up right. underneath his dad, and his dad grew up underneath my dad. So that's Lord. how far back I go with Micah and you know his his brothers and sisters and, and his mm -hmm. father and that. So yeah, Micah. I feel Jerry Curls and Afros. This Jerry Curls and Afros. <laughs> you know, Afro for days. You know, Marshall had that. Marshall, Marshall, had Marshall still got that Jerry. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, he got that grace. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> was playing with the clothes. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the clothes. But monetarily, I don't think the guys go into a situation with a hard number, as opposed to saying, "Okay, what's required with the circumstance?" Okay. And, and part of that is kind of like a little crazy because. I think it's insane when you go and sit down with a pastor and they say, hey, man, I need an organist. So, OK, uh, what you need me to do? Well, I need you to play for, you know, Sunday morning service and we might have some outside stuff or whatever and play for my choirs. OK, well, when are you having these rehearsals? Well, I need you to rehearse the choir like twice a week. And he'll have you rehearsing a, a whole choir that can't sing twice a week. They've been doing the same thing for 30 years and sound the same. And you got these operatic sopranos who are like 80 years old. You're never going to teach them anything different. 
And so then the requirements become really crazy. So now you start to put that money, like that number there, and it's like, okay, I need this to deal with that. And that's right. where some of the conundrum comes with, you know, the money. But for me, I never actually went to a situation and saying, okay, I need this. No matter what instrument it was, whether I was the organist, bassist, drummer, or whatever, um, I didn't have a hard number. But what happens is for a lot of dudes, they'll get that number and they'll be okay with it. And it'll roll fine and for five, six months or whatever, it's fine. And then more responsibility gets put on and then the number stays the same. And that's where wow. the problem comes in. Got you. That, that makes sense. Got you. That, that makes sense. That, you know, one of the models of, that I like to call simple church of, first of all, we were raised in the era of too much church. Absolutely. Let's just be clear here. <laughs> and know. half the time, this too much church was just for a core group of people who had no life, nothing better to do with themselves. Dudes that like to hear themselves talk. <laughs> people rubbing each other's backs and feeling obligated to invite each other to each other's churches. Seven week anniversaries where you got a speaker every week and every Wednesday. And so then we drag musicians and singers and staff into that world. People who just wanted to serve and help. But because we were obsessed with church, I like simple church. You know, we did go back to two services in the pandemic, but I was happy with one. I do two now because it does it does make sense. But it's a simple service where I'm like, look, all I really need you for not to diminish anything is two or three songs for an hour and a half. I'm not calling you back for pastoral night on Friday nights. I'm not calling you back for made up revivals on Tuesday. I'm not calling. And if I do call you because I got called somewhere and I'd like you to travel with me, I'm going to make sure you straight. But but. Even the afternoon services, I'm like, yo, can we minimize the four o'clock joints? Can, can we not do that? Everybody's tired anyway. And, and I'm demanding a fire service out of a bunch of folk that's all <laughs> they chicken sleepy. They, they <laughs> green, Come on, y'all. Greens is on the Put brain. Put your hands together. Whole church smell like chicken and Vaseline. <laughs> and I want people to have church again. It's like, leave that alone. So what I'm saying is we learned from the white evangelical churches is one thing I'll give respect to. Absolutely. Because I'm not a big fan of a lot of our white evangelical churches and the way they operate sometimes. But they've learned that it really doesn't have to be your entire life all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to use that as a weapon to to diminish the value of who's serving. But I'm also not asking them to take one hundred fifty dollars a week and I'm calling on you seven days a week. Mm -hmm. that, that's insane. That, that, that to me, I wouldn't. That's not even gas money. Right. Right. You know, and then on top of that, we usually give substandard equipment. We make you, like you said, work with people with unreasonable expectations. Like we're asking you why the person we've been listening to for 50 years sound the way they sound. <laughs> it's like they, they sounded that way when you were a baby and they was up in the choir and they was in the senior choir. Then we got like a bunch of Morgan Freeman's in the choir that's been 100 years old for 100 years. And we want to know why they sound the way they sound. It's, it can't be the new guy's fault. It can't be. So I, I just feel like the pandemic gave one grace to everybody for most of us. It simplified our operations. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it in half. It cut it's our operations. Some, man. But you know there's cats up and down the street from you, whatever. The, their ego needed to go back to what they have been doing. And yeah. the problem is that 2022 is a much different time than 1982. Right. So what people have going on 
and what's being dealt with, you know, people are working longer and harder for less money. Uh, and, you know, they got more responsibilities and things going on around their lives than they did. I mean, in 82, we had, what, three channels? Maybe might have had, you know, HBO or some mess like that. But, you know, it's like go outside and play with the kids or whatever. It wasn't that complicated. Now, people, it's a full-time job just to, like, do your daily living. So right, right. when you have churches who are making demands on not only the congregation, but you got these guys who some of these musicians work regular jobs and they have kids and they want to be able to attend their child's football game or volleyball game right. or whatever the case may be. And they want to be able to go shopping or take their kids. Man, I did 14 years at the church and never got a vacation. Jesus. Like Jesus. literally in 14 years, I might have missed three Sundays, maybe four rehearsals in 14 years. And even with all of that, I was there more than anybody else in, in those 14 years. Tithe more more regularly than anybody. Like nobody can say tithe more than me. They may have financially, but as far as consistently every week. Right. Every week. Did all of that. And it wasn't even my church. And I still got questioned on my loyalty to God, my loyalty to the church my loyalty to whatever they was trying to do. And it's like, yo, I need a break. You go on vacation. But when you go on vacation, Brother Daniels, I, I need you to, you know, make sure you take care of blah, blah, blah while I'm gone. So you can come back and do what you've been doing. And then you're never thinking about, well, Brother Daniels need a break. So right. that's, I mean, people get burnt out. That's why you see me posting all the time. I'm like, yo, man, I can't do a 90-minute sermon. I can't. I grew up I feel it. Oh, yeah. Church, but it it becomes too much when you hear the same thing you heard when you were seven. Right, right. Well, half the time they're not even preaching to new people. I can see if you was preaching to folk that ain't heard it before, like uh, like like people actually came into the church and right. you're excited to share what you know. I, I want to switch gears a little bit. We're sure. talking with Jody Daniels, CEO, producer, musician, <laughs> comedian extraordinaire, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Living on the edge. Okay. Now. You, I know, in spite of all you've been through, you're still a church boy at heart. You love mm -hmm. God. It's always going to be a part of it. There's folk out in the world ain't been to church in 30 years, and if the church is in them, it's in them. Absolutely. Now, yeah. you have a public persona, though. Okay. You are well-known. You're opinionated. You, you Jokes, the memes are always fire. <laughs> People want to know where you get them from. Where is this meme factory at that Jody gets all the fire stuff? <laughs> so my question is, how often and how do you feel when you get pushed back from people? And let's go back to when you, whether you're playing for a church or just Christians, you know, who are like, that's too far. Have you felt like people would have hired you and decided to shy away from you? because of your sense of humor or you curse or they see a drink on your timeline or whatever, whatever. Like, how do you deal with that living on the edge? Cause I had to get over being judgmental cause I was raised in a very conservative household when it concerns personal behavior, hilarious, wicked sense of humor, but you better not say no words. Alcohol is taking you straight to hell and all that. And my parents weren't saying it like that, but it was assumed. I got some holiness friends that literally lived trapped, right? Literally lived trapped. Like they feared literal hell for the simplest things. How do you feel living on the edge where you have a persona, you have a sense of humor, you appreciate the female sex, <laughs> God's creation, 
there is a God somewhere. <laughs> how do you how do you balance that actor? Do you even try to anymore? Um oh, okay. Yeah, they go pick at me. Um there, there was a point uh in a previous situation where um the pastor of this church was so threatened by my pers personality that he started writing into the contracts what we could say on social media only because of me. And I wasn't a member of his church and I was looking at it like, wow. And it didn't hit me at that time. Okay. This is the type of personality you have to with people to where this dude is so threatened. He got to make contracts to basically say what you can and cannot say. So I walked that line. It was like, okay, you know, all right. Cause they was paying me a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But it, it got to the place to where there was things I wanted to express that it felt like I was going to explode because I couldn't. And, mm -hmm. and I said, okay, something is wrong here where everything I'm supposed to be has to be what he says I need to be. Versus mm -hmm. what it is that I just feel that I am. Like, I felt disconnected from God because it was like, all right, th this isn't me. It, 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 it doesn't feel real. What I'm presenting does, isn't who I am. And like right. me, I'm like really not judgmental. Like if you in the church, and y'all was talking earlier before you brought me in about how, um, you know, folks used to be with, with the whole wedding and what they used to do and they smashing. I, I don't care nothing about that because that's not my life. And in the end, God is not going to ask me about sister or brother so-and-so. Right. I don't right. really judge like that. Um, so I got to a place to where towards the end, even though I was under contract and wasn't supposed to say this and that and the other, I was pushing that envelope like, okay, I got to say this. And if he got something to say, it's going to be a problem. And I'm going to tell him about him. And he he probably knew that. So when I left, I still kind of had some of that heaviness like, okay, you got you can't say this because church folks. You can't do this because you can't post this. And then one day I woke up and was like, okay, I, I don't feel like being heavy on behalf of other people. Like, I don't feel yeah. like being some other Jody to make them happy. When no matter what I do, they're going to talk about me anyway. So why don't I just be me? Right, and right. When it came that, literally every week now, somebody will say, hey, man, I'm glad you posted blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Like, because I feel that I can't say that. I felt this. This is funny, but I can't post it. But this made my whole week. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why are so many people afraid to just be like, yeah, I love God, but I'm not. They say it, but they don't live. Right. They get on pages and they can post all the scriptures they can post. And they might, when they have to sing itself, try to sing a hymn or something to make people believe their holiness when in all actuality, God still knows that you still be out here in the streets hoeing. He know you're doing this. He know you're doing. He knows. <laughs> he knows when you've been good or bad. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He know when you've been clapping. So listen, clapping <laughs> for Jesus. This is religiously incorrect. I'm not saying you have to put all your business out there in the street, but I think that it's a misnomer to 
make it like you're the, the paragon of virtue or, or sainthood when everybody around you, the people who come to your page know that ain't even you. Right, so how far for Jody outside of anybody else's expectations, how far is too far for Jody? Ah, okay. I think that when you get to the point to where you're just hurting, like you're directly hurting people's feelings, because the, the, the balance that I deal with or the, the issue I deal with is I'll post something and it'll just be funny. You'll come over and laugh and we'll talk about it. And then there'll be some chicken Arizona that I don't know who's often offended. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you do know that I wasn't thinking about you when I posted that, right? I haven't thought right. about you since you added me, but okay. Um, I think that when it becomes directly offensive, then that's going too far. Like, I'm not okay. about to get one and post something on my boys or, you know, some of my, my sisters or whatever directly and just, like, down them. Other than that, everything is fair game. Like, folks was in their feelings about us clowning up. Gladys Knight. I'm like, she can get it too. Don't none of us know her. <laughs> she can get it on the midnight train to Georgia. That's the queen. <laughs> All the way to Georgia. But um, right. for me, like, I wouldn't let, let's say you and I had a disagreement. It would be too far for me getting on my page saying something. Like, we're we're real men. We're gonna like call each other whatever and say, okay, let's work this out. You know right. what I'm saying? It'd right. be too right. far when I decide to go behind you and get on my page and trash you out. No, and even if we fell out about something, you've been way too good for me to do that. Like, I think that's going too far. I feel it. That's cool. I feel it. Listen, I want to switch up a little bit myself. I know we, we didn't kept you on here talking about church all day, so I want to switch you up a little bit, man. You, you, Where night service? <laughs> right. Listen, we you 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 came on and you talked about you name dropped. You talked about Black Rose, love Black Rose, my boy. Um, grew up with him and everything, man. You doing a whole lot, man, with your records, man. Is you were out there working with anybody else out there, man? Any other name drops you can? Well, two of the guys that were on my project, and uh, like a lot of people, I didn't really say who I was on my record. Uh, people assume. Um, so out of the fourteen songs. Um, well, I was playing everything except for some songs that had piano, like piano solos. So there's like two songs where I have uh, Michael Lloyd, who's an amazing musician and preacher uh, out of Atlanta, well, by way of Pittsburgh and L.A. He's on two songs. And then my boy, Robert Johnson, who's out of Kent, played on like three songs. So like, oh, yeah. like the other nine was all me. And I played all the other instruments. So working with those two, um, I want to continue that. But then Rob has a daughter named Desiree Johnson, and she's amazing. And the world is just kind of like open up on things that we're able to do. And um, a childhood brother of mine uh, named Rodney Powell, he goes by the name of Rock Most. This cat is like a dope MC, but he's real conscious and, and he was raised right. So it's like I trust him when he flows on stuff. So those two are primarily the people that I'm working with, as well as uh, some prospects of um, with film and TV. So that's about it. I'm, I'm kind of narrowed down. We're working on Jody. That's awesome, man. We're, we're talking Living on the Edge with Jody Daniels on Religiously Incorrect Podcast. We're going to be winding down the conversation, which has been a wildly fun conversation. <laughs> but we want you, if you have any questions you want to ask Jody, 
to some of our viewers who are regular viewers who haven't had a chance to meet this brother, to some of you who are fans and you've been friends with Jody, follow him on IG, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook. I got two questions for you. Uh, the first question is, you do a lot of travel. Uh, you work with a lot of artists. You work with a lot of bands. What's some of your favorite gigs that you've gotten to do? You've been with Barry Ivan White. You've been with, um, what's my man? The sax man. What's my man you brought to Corey? Matt Corey. Yeah, yeah, Matt Corey, Matt Corey. Uh, you got the Gentilectual crew. You got different people that you, you work with. What's your favorite type of gig that you just get to go be a part of or, or contribute to? Maybe it's the tour stuff. You've done some work, New Year's Eve parties, I mean, all different types of things. What's, what, what really gets your juices flowing? I would say it's a tie between uh, the international stuff that I do with uh, Barry Ivan White, because being in another country is just an experience, man. It's like and the musicians that I play with when I hit with them, they're just on another level. Uh, it'd be, like I said, a tie between that. And when I'm with Matt and we do the NFL stuff, the NFL stuff is always amazing. <laughs> always. Man, that sounds amazing. Yes. Hey, my, my, my son-in-law, Trey Cole, told me to tell you what's up, man. I don't know if... You know what? Trey was a little dude in the choir, kids' choir, back when I was at Friendship. Always been an amazing young man. And you tell him I said hello and that I love him. And, and I hope he's doing well because um, he, he was great, man. He was wonderful. He, he's doing well. He better be. Uh, right, he's right. married to my married daughter. To your, your daughter. <laughs> hey, uh, here, here's here's a question for you, man. And we and you've been honest the whole time, so we want you to stick with that, man. Here we go. Who owe you money, Doc? Who owe you money? Who owe you oh, money? That's <laughs> who owes who you, owe money? you money, Doc? We have all musicians. This who, who, who um, needs to pay JDZ? Listen, Spotify owes me money, a lot of money. Uh, that's why my new project isn't on Spotify. Uh, there's a couple pastors who owe me some money and i even have relatives who i've done whole projects for who owe me thousands of dollars sheesh Jesus. you need that what's that tanya harding joey butterfuco you need one of them <laughs> you need one of them with somebody with a crowbar to just go to work you right work. Okay. i i got a question man uh why does mark zuckerberg hate you so much man what did you do to mark zuckerberg that, that you keep getting canceled from Facebook and IG <laughs> like like every other week, man. What, what is it about Jody that attracts his attention from Facebook.com? I, I, I am a complete thinker. And, right. and I can say that people who are on IG, Instagram, Snap, whatever, aren't thinkers. But sometimes we don't go as deep as the circumstance presents. And me, I'm one of those people who look at something and I'll say, okay, this is fine, but there's two things I got to do. I got to follow the trail of the money and I got to follow right. the origin. Like, why did we get from that to this? And, and I'll say it. And so I'm sure Zuckerberg, while I'm not world famous, I'm sure he knows who I am because I'll say whatever about him too. <laughs> <laughs> they be like, cannot tag real fat. He has violated too many policies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tag you. You talk about Instagram. Yeah, you know, my Instagram is that what they claim that I did, they say that I put put up too many posts uh, that were false about the uh, the vaccine. And I'm like, oh, wow. How I put up too many posts. And if you go and look at my activity, there's nothing in there about me oh. violating anything about that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, y'all just That's, that's hilarious. Dude, 
You are a Facebook convict, man. You are a Facebook hey, uh, <laughs> repeat offender. A little earlier, we was talking about Derek Dixie and him doing the things with uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. We talk about Garrison and all the things he's doing. Uh, he's doing big things all the time. Uh, who do, who who is somebody you you want to look for? What's your wish list of somebody oh, you like to work with? Who do you want to work with? I like who that. Want to work with? Well, the person I wanted to work with most. Uh, unfortunately passed away. That would have been MJ. Um, Mike was my cat. And I actually had an opportunity to do some church stuff back when I was younger. Um, I didn't get that opportunity. But now it would either have to be Bruno or Justin. Like those two dudes, I think we like we kill something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And big big Mike got something. That female yeah, side. I, I would love to work with Demi because she's talented, but you know, that's like low key wifey. So yeah. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it, man. Wife her up now. That's All right, Jody, I have a question for you. Top five producers. Top five Ooh. producers. Okay, well, you cannot even start the list without saying Quincy. Like everything that dude has done was just like on some whole other level. So I would say Quincy. Um, my big brother, like, cause you know, we're close and this cat is just dope. Chucky Booker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the tightest dudes you're ever going to run across as far as production is concerned. Um, Timberland is like that dude, like what he did for the genre, the culture was just unmatched. I got to give it to Dre cause Dre was just, Dre was closest to to what we do in Ohio. Like, the way we grew, he was on the West Coast grooving like we do in Ohio. So, he gets all kinds of love uh, for what he did with that. And, you know what, I probably am going to catch a little fire for this, because a lot of people don't know who he is, but uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Rod Temperton. Um, <laughs> Rod Temperton. And you've heard his stuff, you just didn't know you heard his stuff. I'll give you one song Rod did. Uh, uh, rock with you was actually like yep. primarily, and um, he his grooves were crazy, crazy. So I would wow. say that would be my top five. I know cats are out there like what about Dilla and and I have love for all of them cats, but uh, when it comes to who changed the game, like I look at a producer and say, what is their work and how did they change things for me and other cats. So when you get into cats like, you know, niche things, it's like, fine, they're good, but, you know, their crossover wasn't there. Whatever. Every dude I named had crossover, they had mega hits, and wow. bring the fire. Listen, y'all, I need y'all, I need somebody right now to give me two of Jody songs. I mean, y'all need to go look them up, grab them right now. Give me two, two, two songs. Jody songs. Two of Jody songs. That means y'all got to look it up, download it, whatever y'all got to do. Y'all got about five minutes. We want to get some t-shirts away. We want to get some t-shirts away. So whoever the first person to give me two of Jody songs. And leave my illegitimate kids out of this. <laughs> oh, okay, so, so wait a minute. Can I flip the script a little bit? Yeah, so yeah, you're asking me questions, you know, which is fine because that's what I'm here for. But to each of you, all right, y'all give me y'all's top five producers as passive. I don't know music, so uh, yeah, you got the wrong person. <laughs> okay, My well, top five producers, since you don't know music, 
You give me your top five non-gospel artists. Top five non-gospel artists? Bruno Mars won. Uh, he, he's, he's, he, he's killer. Killer. Uh, I'm a Drake cat, man. I love Drake. Drake I love cold. Drake. I, th- I think Drake is cold. Uh, Eminem. I'm, I'm, I'm a Eminem. Big, I'm a big. I'm. That's all I listen to at the gym when I go. Um, <laughs> Eminem. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah, we talking old Eminem or newer Eminem? Mostly old. I am. I don't. I can't even get hip to the new stuff. I ain't. I ain't really will. Dre. Dre. Obviously, Dre is. Dre is that dude, man. Always have been. Always will be. Okay. And last, I'm trying to think of somebody who. So wait a minute, you ain't like Kelly, man. R. Kelly, man, you go R. Kelly, you go to hell, man. I don't care. I don't care. R. is dope. I don't care what y'all say. Y'all can say anything y'all want to say. Free R. Kelly. The brother's bad. I got a story to tell. This guy gonna have R. Kelly doing praise and worship at his church. R. Kelly live at Progressive Baptist. Nothing wrong. No, let me get my five. Let me get my five. Let me let me get my five. I got I got to get my five in. I, I want to stick with the, the question of out, uh, gos- a non-gospel artist. I'd rather do that one because I think okay. that's more fun. Fine. Uh, definitely Bruno, Bruno Mars, and I love the vibe he has with Anderson Pack. Yes, I love the silk song. I don't like vibe. it as much as I like the regular I Bruno. But go love, ahead. Uh, the Br- Bruno and Anderson Pack. Uh, I'm a huge PJ Morton fan. Yeah, I'm a massive PJ Morton fan, and I'm an old schooler. Uh, I'm a Prince fan okay. to the bones. Yeah, we I'm all a know. Stevie fan <laughs> to the bones. Yeah, and believe it or not, I'm a Marvin Gaye fan to the bones. I believe that the vocals, the passion. This brother was preaching in songs. The way he could work a crowd. I mean, oh man, I missed it. Mid condition. Where are oh, they? Mid condition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who a lot of cats slip on. Tony Terry. Tony Terry was ridiculous. He was hot. He was hot. Tony, Tony, Tony. Those are my favorite. Devontae Swain back in the day. Devontae Swain. Devontae Swain. I was raised on bands. I wanted to hear bands, real music. I almost would rather hear a live version. I'm not talking about singing with a track. I want to hear what you can do. Watch rappers do it like Jay-Z. When they throw a real band behind their flow, when they recreate their album with the live band, to me, there's nothing more fire than Absolutely. that when you can do that well. You could take something to the stage. I'd rather hear a live version and let me hear your band kill it. So it, it, I'm like, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up, since you said old school, you didn't bring up my, my uncles, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, man. They're hot, but I've just never been on that. I've seen them live. I mean, they're beasts, but for some reason... That I'm more of a, a grimy funk like a George Clinton, James Brown. I can see that. And you know what? And that's and we've talked about this, Jeff. That's what feeds my perspective of modern gospel. Because old school gospel used to have the griminess of old school funk and soul. And now the new stuff is too popish for me. Yeah, it's yeah. too bubblegum for me. And I'm like, I want something that you can growl to. I want something that you can cry, you sweat, you know that whether it's a club where an R&B singer is singing or a church, I want it to stank. Now, I, want, I want to feel like this song stinks. I'll like, say it now and I'll say it forever. I don't think there's no greater record, CD, 
tape, anything besides Fred Hammond's what, what was Pages, that? Of Pages of Life. Pages of Life. That was it, was, that was it for me. It was, was it a it was a book. That was it for me. But it, I like John McCain because he obviously had unsafe people playing for him. He obviously <laughs> had centers <laughs> in his bed. John, John, he ain't saved. He ain't saved. I mean, he, he, <laughs> it was, but I mean, honestly, um, I think that there was something a little prior to that one that was that might have had a little more grind to it. Um, and a couple things after. Um, I mean, most of that commission stuff could get grimy. Like when they oh, would do yeah. temple stuff, it was like because that you know that's Fred, that's that Detroit feel. Um, yeah, but they, they, they would take girls home after the show on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting, they were sitting after them shows. But when when it got to like I you know pages of life, which I love, don't get me get me wrong, but the one I give the nod over pages of life. That Mary Mary incredible CD all the way through was grimy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It had that Rodney Jerkins yeah. feel. It had that, it had that groove feel all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and anybody I can, answer the question. Yeah, we have some answers. Okay. Okay. We got Tammy. Tammy answered first. Well, she, we had about driving while funk and we can get it. Oh, that's off the new jam. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, I see you, Tammy. She's one of the first ones at the top, but there was somebody else after her. I think it was uh, uh, Desiree. Desiree popped in. Slow jazz. And it's the I funk for me. See, here's the thing. Those two songs right there that she said, her daddy playing on. We didn't get no rules to it. Now, did y'all see Sherry? Go, go, go down to Sherry, because Sherry was talking about Stokely Williams. Sherry Loves oh, her. Oh my God. Some Stokely. Sherry will walk to see Stokely to Akron. <laughs> Sherry will eat him alive on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you, Mama Sherry, but you turned into a whole other kind of saint when Stokely Williams is on stage. You, when, he, when he be up at Tangiers, man, at Tangiers CB, CB, in the house, bro, see, with the church hat. With the church hat. <laughs> with the church hat. That is cool. That is true. She gonna get me. I feel the text coming. I can put it in my spirit. I can put the text coming. I can't be mad here. Cause Stokely yeah. is the dude. But oh, um, yeah. me going back and being more historical about things, I've always felt like Stokely was the R and B version of Tonek. Mm. Mm. I can yeah. I can definitely I can see, see that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can see it. And, and has a more range and will be more wild on the mic, but you're looking at pretty much the same singer. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I mean, you Mint Condition is one of them shows where you never get the same show twice. You know, you you he, he's gonna do something really crazy. He's gonna speed up, slow down, chop and screw. You know, that I mean, the way they work together when he working solo or with mm-hmm. the band. I mean, it's it's just awesome. I mean, I, I'm a set on Who's that? He, Stokely can sit on drums and tear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to do two at a time and just kill it. Just yeah. Kill it. Look, look, look. Sherry talking about yes, indeed. <laughs> and the Lord still loves me. And the Lord still loves me. Hey, listen, if y'all have any questions for Jody before we slide out, uh, make sure you, you type it. If you have any questions for Jody, we're going to get your two names down, Tammy and Desiree. We, uh, we want you to uh, – we'll, we'll get your information. If you can send your sizes to us. 
at religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com. Tammy and Desiree have That's right there. Write it down. It's a long one. Courtesy of Big L Designs. Yes, sir. And religiously incorrect podcast. Big L is blessing these two wonderful, beautiful young ladies and also big JDZ fans and collaborators. Apparently one of them's already collaborated. She got the inside track with her daddy, but, but email, oh, even, even deeper, uh, later this summer, man, she and I did a, a Smokey Robinson cut, uh, cruising. And she, yeah, she killed it. So Ooh, be looking wow. Where are you gonna be at, man? Are you are you going are you going out anywhere? Are you you gonna be anywhere? We can come check you out. A few shows that'll be like uh, you know in the more in the area. But my plan is is that uh, you know because I have a, a little fashion line that's funny, so I will probably wind up in California for a couple things, and uh, and I'll be working on you know new music coming out later in the year. So wherever that takes me is where I'll be. Like, you know, if it doesn't take me anywhere, fine. But, I'll, you know, I do plan on being some places with the new crew. Well, well you know, my intention, my intention, I have some celebrations coming up this year. And uh, we had the Matt Coy band. Well, actually, Gentilectual was the appropriate name for that night. They performed at our at our uh, 105th anniversary banquet. But here was my disappointment. And it happens all the time in church. We had so many presentations and things to get out the way that I didn't get. I mean, they gave us the groove, mm-hmm. but I would have rather groove than talk. Yeah. So I'm going to find a way uh, to bring that back around and 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 make it. Uh, I don't know. I got a 40th coming up. You know, I got a seven year anniversary coming up. I ain't having church. I'm having church for you know what I'm not going to do. Do not do a birthday musical for me. All the preachers doing birthday musicals. Bump I that. I want a party. I don't want to stink in. I don't want to be up with no stank saints. You raising offerings for me. I, I, I charge you tickets. You come kick it with me. I'm off. That, that's what I'd rather do. Because I mean, what I you know, I'm gonna be there dancing. Me and my son exactly. gonna be there. This cat be out there doing Michael Jackson spins and splits, and everything. So I want to make something happen. But listen to everybody who who is watching tonight. I want you all to give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, soul nigga number one, Joey Daniels. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I appreciate it. Man, we love having you on. So what benefits you as an artist as we go? Because I want to plug the album. Do do plays benefit you the most most, or do purchases benefit you the most? How does that work now? Uh, Purchases benefit the most. Um, The problem is is when people, uh, like the reason why it's absent from Spotify, is Spotify pays me point zero 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 two cents per spin wow show show same thing goes on with uh apple music like people buy their subscription to you know amazon uh music uh apple and spotify whatever pandora so they pay their nine whatever a month whatever it costs to have one and every time you you can spend my stuff 10,000 times, but all they're ever going to pay me for each spin is 0.0002 cents per spin. Man, listen, when you see a local artist like JDZ out there doing it and you see some physical media you can buy, buy it. If you can buy it direct, buy it direct. Cut out the middleman. Don't let Walmart jip you down, nothing like that. Buy it direct. He got some vinyls going to drop. I'm going to cop me one for my collection. When it drops, we're going to be sharing it on our page and letting people know to check out one of the hottest musicians, not just in the area and the region, but in the country. 
and he's a gift. We have musical royalty that comes from this area. Absolutely. And, and Jody, yes, you're, believe it or not, you're a part of it, man. You're, you're, you're a part of it. There's a lot of great guys that have come from and are coming up in this area. And uh, you're always there. And it's a pleasure to have you. One more time, let's give it up for Jody Daniels. Right quick. We want to thank our last sponsor, Phillips Care Fitness, who are now the owners of High Street Fitness in Cortland. Yes, you can drive to Cortland without getting pulled over as long as you tell them you're on your way to Phillips Care Fitness <laughs> on High Street. Call my man, Mike Phillips. Check out Phillips Care Fitness on L, uh, on Facebook. Tell them Religiously Incorrect sent you. Listen, we know you've been doing some pandemic eating. Get your body right. You know, don't be don't be out there spilling over. Don't be out there on the beach with your cup runneth over. And, you know don't be, and don't be going down there to uh, Planet Fitness where they charge you $1 a day. To get on a purple treadmill. And then they got donuts out there for you when you get in. Come on, man. Go see our boy. Go check out Mike Phillips and the Phillips Care family of businesses. We thank you for being our sponsors. Mike, what you want to say before we go? Uh, Jody, thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate you taking out the time, coming out to hang out with us. Uh, to all of our faithful viewers, we appreciate your support. Uh, to the new viewers, we do this every Sunday night. We act a fool. PM Sunday night service. On, uh, we go live on Facebook and YouTube. Check us out. Listen, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you listen to your podcast. You want to ride in the car and you want to laugh, clown with us. Make sure you check us out. It's Sunday night service, y'all. Eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to have Jody hang out with us for a second. So don't log off. We'll take you out, but don't log off. But to everybody else, peace out. We're sorry. Seriously.